There are days when I feel that I'm not able to express myself enough because my family and close friends can't relate to what I'm doing. I mean, they do read books and buy my works, but still it's hard to explain how vital your writing passion projects are to you, how it's a part of you. Sometimes they ask me to go out often instead of staying at home, or sometimes they even told me that I'm missing out on a lot of things because I choose to stay in front of my computer or read my books. Until social media happened, it's difficult to find people with the same passion as I do or on the same journey as I am in. There are weekly club meetings or sometimes monthly gatherings, but if participants live in different parts of the city, it'll be expensive to go in and out of the meeting place. The chances are you may not go at all. With the help of social media such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I am able to widen the scope of my community. And the good thing about it is I feel that they can relate to me because they are artists themselves. However, building a community doesn't happen overnight. It is a relationship that goes through different stages and that you nurture and continue to nurture over time. This is episode number two of the 8 Letters Podcast Cafe entitled Building a Tribe for Beginners. Once, I joined a kickoff party for NaNoWriMo. For anyone who hasn't heard about it, it is a celebration where writers pledge to write 50,000 words novel for the whole month of November. That is 1,667 words per day, which I can probably do at home, but because I want to experience getting in touch or see fellow writers face-to-face, I thought, why not? After attending the first party, it motivated me to finish. I knew I needed to talk to them and understand the struggles so that I could understand mine. I was on track when I attended another meetup, but when I stopped attending, my word count also did not make any progress. And so November ended with a half-finished manuscript. In this episode, I'll go through with my process and tips on online community building. Let me just clarify that this is not for the likes or the comments or getting more popular. You need a community that are your friends and who'll back your projects as much as you do theirs. You are creating art to share with people and affect them positively. It's all about giving or taking so we can all live a more effective creative life. This is not about them lifting you up, but it's about all of you lifting each other and growing together. So let's go and build a tribe. Before Facebook, or even Friendster, I joined a writing community in the blogosphere. I remember being a reader first, and their writing actually inspired mine. I started posting my comments on other people's works because I appreciate what they do. They entertained me through their words. Not long after, I started my blog as well, and they too commented on mine. That was around 10 years ago, and by then, I understood that if you don't provide your feedback first, it is very unlikely that that person will check your blog out. Unless they're following your blog, they won't be able to see your post. They wouldn't know that you exist. I get to read stories about their lives and they got to read mine. People were so friendly that we continued the friendship outside the blogosphere. I closed the blog a few years later but still with chat on Skype or Yahoo Messenger and when Facebook finally boomed, we then started chatting from there. 
One time, I even got to meet them face to face, and it was so amazing because it felt that even if we have not met each other in the past yet, we already knew what has been happening with each other's lives, as if we've been friends for a very long time. And then it hit me that it's because we are indeed friends since then. But can you imagine 10 years and counting, and yet we continue to nurture those relationships? The second one was Lapis Akalye, hindi ito ang normal mong nababasa, which I joined 7 years ago. Even if I have started 8 letters, and even if my goals have changed, I'm still so proud to say that I'm still in touch with the members. I still collaborate with them. Joining a community boosted my confidence I needed to post my writings online, earning me the readership that I need. I also got to meet these amazing people whom I would not have met if I stayed in my shell. When I started 8 letters, I was braver. I'm still an introvert and socializing still drains my energy, but I learned my ways. And through this community I am building, I got to meet other great professional best-selling writers too and also work with them. See what a community can do? And yet people say that social media life is different from real life. What they don't know is that you can use your social media life to improve your real life. Anyway, let's take a short break by a reading from Lloyd. He's going to read a prose by Langliev entitled Angels from the book Love and Misadventure. Hey everyone, so I'm going to read Angels, a short prose written by Langliav on her first book, Love and Misadventure. It happens like this. One day, you meet someone and for some inexplicable reason, you feel more connected to this stranger than anyone else. Closer to them than your closest family. Perhaps because this person carries an angel within them, one sent to you for some higher purpose to teach you an important lesson, or to keep you safe during a perilous time. What you must do is trust in them, even if they come hand in hand with pain or suffering. The reason for their presence will become clear in due time. Though, here is a word of warning. You may grow to love this person, but remember, they are not yours to keep. Their purpose isn't to save you, but to show you how to save yourself. And once this is fulfilled, the halo lifts and the angel leaves the body as the person exits your life. They will be a stranger to you once more. It's so dark right now. I can see any light around me. That's because the light is coming from you. You can't see it, but everyone else can. The next book is also by Langliev from her book Lullabies. Here's a poem entitled More Than Love. Love was cruel as I stood proud. He showed me you and I was proud. He deftly dealt his swiftest blow. I fell further than I was meant to go. And he ashamed. A fight he'd caused, knew from then that I was yours, that he, an echo, and you, the sound, I loved you more than love allowed.
The last point for today is from the book The Universe of Us by the author Lang Liev. This is entitled Odd to Writers. The greatest plight of one who writes is the irrational fear that what they write possibly won't ever be quite as good as what they wrote. Have you ever tried writing a novel and ended up abandoning the idea? Maybe you got lazy or lost your motivation, or maybe you don't know how to continue. There are so many factors that can lead you to quit. That's why you need better planning, and that's why I created this planner for writers called The Novelist. I'm a writer myself, so I totally feel you. I've been through tough situations where I just wanted to give up, only to realize that I only need to build better habits, design my environment effectively, and voila! I managed to write a novel in 3 months. It's only 250 pesos for a hard copy or 2 US dollars or 100 pesos for a printable format. Write your novel with the novelist. And so now we're back on tips on building a community. Tip number 1. Be a part of one community first. You cannot build a community or a tribe if you don't have any friends. You can do it by helping them achieve their goals. Genuity is essential. You have to remember that. You have to be sincere in helping because people can easily send if you're helping them only because you want something in return. Support them by promoting their works or just be interested in what they do. When you volunteer to do something, you should commit until you have achieved the desired outcome. Offer value to their community by using your skills, and it doesn't have to cost you anything but your time. While if it's the other way around and others want to join your community, let them offer their help and at the same time, help them as well to achieve their goals. Remember that it's always a two-way street. If it's your first time to join a community, don't right away criticize what's wrong about it. I experienced this before and if anything, it only creates tension. Remember that you are not the one to impress or change it drastically because if you do, then maybe it means that it's not the right community for you. You are there to offer your help. And now for tip number two, don't be afraid to start a conversation. Not just any topic or cheap talk, but a meaningful one, one that you think will connect you better with the other party. Go ahead and ask someone for collaboration. There are a lot of advantages in collaborating and one of it is learning from each other. There's this African proverb that I also posted before in Instagram. It says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Tip number three, be professional and act professionally. I'm not telling you to go and get a degree in creative writing, but at least check your grammar when you send messages to others. Remember etiquette when sending emails. If you want to introduce your idea to the community, do not sound all bossy. You can start with, Guys, I have this idea and I think that with your knowledge and experience, blah blah blah. Act how you want to be remembered. Say if you meet them face to face, smile and talk to them. If there's one thing I learned in the past, people noticed when you shake their hands firmly. Again, if people see how committed you are, chances are they'll speak highly of you. And that's a good thing. 
Tip number four, make it personal. Before, when I posted something on social media, say on a Facebook group, without mentioning to whom I am addressing it to, there is a very low chance of people replying. Maybe they are not confident enough or they simply forgot to respond. Or if there are so many members in the group, people tend to think that, oh, the others can respond to her, so my response is not really necessary. Unless it's an announcement, try to mention their names as if you're talking to them directly, as if you are a real person. Okay, here's another one. Don't be a human spam. I once received a message from a fellow author that was obviously copy and paste. That one author was asking me to like his post and also to buy his book. It was okay until he repeatedly did it in one week that I felt annoyed. And I ended up blocking him. If you want to have a real connection, don't spam people's inboxes. Make it personal and maybe they'll listen to you. And maybe they'll buy your book. Okay, so last but not the least, here's tip number five. Consistency is the key. Show that you are reliable by showing up consistently. Show up in Twitter parties, in online book launches, or by simply commenting or sharing others' works. With so many things happening online, people often forget so you need to remind them frequently that you exist. You can also do this by posting on your social media account. It does not have to be every day. It could be any other day or if you're too busy, then twice a week. But you have to make sure that you're providing the public with valuable content. And maybe next time, they'll get attracted to join your team. Do you have other tips on how to build a community? Share it with us by commenting below or sending us an email at 8letters.books at gmail.com. That's number 8 letters.books at gmail.com. That's all for episode 2. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and you got to learn something new. So go ahead and start building your tribe today. This is your host, Cindy De La Cruz. See you in the next episode of 8 Letters Podcast Cafe. Goodbye!